G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 2. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Dan, one of the big days on the provincial Queensland calendar this Saturday with the Caloundra Cup, Winx, Guineas and Glasshouse Handicap Day at the Sunshine Coast. And the question on everybody's lips is, how wet is it going to be? My spies at the Sunshine Coast tell me that as of lunchtime today, it hadn't started raining. But uh, when it does rain, it's going to rain quite heavily. Yeah, looking that way, I think uh, tomorrow will be sort of sort of late tonight tomorrow and then basically all through the next sort of six or seven days, um, very heavy rain. So, look, yeah, dry track now at the moment, but with the rain expected to fall, we'll be, we'll be racing on at least a soft seven, if not if not a bit worse. So, um, look, the track that handles the... the it drains pretty well, um, but look, I'd imagine a little amount of the rain's going to fall in the next couple of days. Will be definitely in a softer, heavy range, and um, look, handles it quite well. The Sunshine Coast, big fair track, even when it is sort of raining. So, um, whilst that obviously probably <coughs> there'll be a few scratchings um, scattered through the the nine races, I think um, we'll have a fair sort of nine race card, even if we are sort of on that heavy heavy track box. And um, look, big fields at the moment, but um, and look. Plenty of value around too as well. So have been have had looked in my selections for horses that can can handle the thing out of the ground because I think they'll um they're going to need to. The other big day, uh, big meeting, Joel on Saturday is at Flemington, which is uh, finals day. Nine races, they're all uh, series finals, and three of them are at listed level. And uh, in contrast to the Sunshine Coast, there's not going to be too many worries about the track as I've written. In the paper this week, uh, this day hasn't been run on a heavy track since 2007, and that year it was actually at Sandown. So it's a tribute to how well Flemington drains, and also I guess the, the uh, slightly changing weather uh, seemed to get uh, a, a, the deluges seem to be heavier uh, in the northern states these days. But uh, it looks like uh, it'll be a soft five or six, or at worst. Yeah, indeed. It's I think Flemington's been hovering around soft six for most of the week. Um, haven't had much rain, but and I don't think we're going to get much in the next 48 hours, but not not great drying weather. So I think soft six, maybe a soft five if it, if it can dry out a little bit, which is good, as you say, for this time of the year. I thought some of the fields may have been a bit larger on Saturday. Uh, we've got a few 11-horse fields and a nine-horse field to kick us off. I thought that might have been a little bit more depth, but certainly um, some of the races are, are quite tough to work out, and there's several chances. I think this year's Winter Championship final is quite strong. We've got a couple of uh, in-form horses getting in on the minimum, uh, namely Sir Davy and Tuvalu and, and a couple of others there and, and some very, really interesting runners up towards the top and obviously a couple of uh, Lloyd Williams runners resuming in Serpentine and Dawn Patrol Serpentine, I think. The first English derby winner to be gelded in uh, over a hundred years or something. So, real interesting uh, to see him. And Dawn Patrol, well, he was heavily backed in the fee in first up of the mile in the spring. So, it'll be interesting to see what the market does with that pair. Yes, indeed. We will, however, start at the Sunshine Coast. And the first of the black type races up there is also the first leg of the quaddy. Down is race six, Landsborough Hotel, Caloundra Cup, uh, 2,400 metre quality. And there's 17 to face the starter. 
found it pretty tough to sort of separate my first uh, four selections. Uh, look, I've gone with the four London banker. If it was an out-and-out dry track, he'd be a clear topic and um, probably one of the better bets of the day. But he's just four on wet track. I don't think it's hopeless. It, it, look, the, the stats um, say that, you know, he doesn't go too well on it. But I think he's run some some pretty decent races in New Zealand and stakes grade on, on sort of soft going. Um, two runs early in the campaign. He wasn't too far away there. He's, again, he's clearly better on a dry track, but I think he's just a horse that's really sort of um, going well this prep, especially over this 2,400-metre trip. His two runs over this trip of late have been excellent. Um, lovely ride to win the Tats Cup last week, and the fact they're on the quick backup with him um, – in the case, they're pretty happy with how he's going. So, look, you know, he, you know I'm going to have him on top here just to, based on the form he's in. He's not, it's not a very strong uh, rendition of the, the Calandra Cup, and I think he justifies being on top. 12 Street Dance in next. Um, he sort of won on the up and up, this this four-year-old prior to Dubai gelding. He very good at Doombin two back. That was on a heavy eight, winning there. And then Ipswich Cup, he was well-supported um, prior to that run, and he's had a good run just off the on the speed there and finished third, <coughs> um, finished third behind Smart Media on our intrigue. So, look, I think that's good form for this. Uh, stays at 54 kilos. He's a winning chance. Sweet Thomas bursting to win one. It's a comeback and trip, but it was excellent over this trip too back. And LaDon V, classy horse on his day, contested that Q22 last start, just had too much to do with the run worth forgiving the margin of defeat there and can bounce back into it in a weaker race. 4-12-8-2. Yeah, tricky race. I've gone with Sweet Thomas. He's a 10-year-old, um, well and truly into the veteran category, but he's going well. Now that he's up in distance and um, gets a wet track too, which he loves. The last couple of runs have been on dry tracks and he's performed very well. We should have won the Premier's Cup and then third in the Brisbane Cup. And as I say, he's even better with the sting out. So I'm with Sweet Thomas to beat 11. Uh, in for second, Papalino, who's been tricky to catch this prep, but he'll get through wet ground, no dramas. And I think coming back from the 3,200 probably suits. Uh, 10, Arapaho, interesting runner. Had a big weight last time out at Rose Hill. He was made to do the chasing and he knocked up. I'm not sure about 2,400, but... He's got a little bit of upside in Australia and he gets through the ground okay. And nine, Alakan comes through the Winter Cup at Rose Hill. I thought that was a good effort. Uh, he failed in the Sydney Cup on the wet, but that was two miles. Prior to that, he was fourth in the Chairman's on the heavy ground. So, again, he gets through the ground all right. But it's a bit of a tricky race, this one. I've gone at 8, 11, 10 and 9. Second of the black type races at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday and second leg, the Quaddy is race seven, double R group. Winks Guineas, 1,600-metre Group 3. Set weights for three-year-olds worth 200000 Dan? Pretty sure, but I think we'll be winning Battleton. Um, he's a very good horse. And, look, again, this this like the sort of Calandra Cup. This isn't a, an overly strong Winks Guineas. Um, but I think he looks really well-placed in this battle. And 1,600 metres, probably the ex, sort of the, the absolute furthest, furthest he wants it. Um, but look, going well this time in without winning, three placings from three starts, very good last start on Kiss Sum over this trip, and I think Kiss Sum will uh, measure up in some good Group 1 races in the spring. Um, look, good, good draw with the, with the right jockey on board in Nashville, I think he's just got too much of a class edge 
over these and um, we'll be justifying the short price. So two on top. In for second, got the six majestic colour. Absolutely flying this prep. Um, as is the stable, Kelly Schweet has um, seen him really well of late all around Queensland. And I think this guy, whilst it is a big step up from a class two to a group three, he's been winning by good margins and he's been doing it on different surfaces as well. So the wet, tra wet track won't, um, won't hurt his chances. Ashgrove in for third. I think he rolled forward here and um, we'll certainly appreciate the... Um, uh, the weaker race, he was running that gun in last start. It was hard to see him turning the tables on Battleton. He finished three lengths away from, but back in grade for this and in for fourth of the one subterranean. Two hard to beat on top of six, five, and one. Yeah, I'm with two Battleton. He's easy to like. Um, that kiss some form. Looks too strong for this field. He's just got to get through. If yeah, if, if we are on a heavy track, he's just got to get through that. But he handled the soft seven at Gosford first up pretty well when third behind the informed cold crusher. So he's the one to beat. I'll be playing exotics around a couple of roughies. 15 champagne pop. Uh, she's been tricky to follow if you've been following her as I have been. But she did finally break through for her maiden win last start. She's just been getting back and hitting the line hard and finding traffic and finding it too short. But now that she's got the win under the belt, she loves this big track. I think she can bob up in this tougher company. As can number seven, Tarex, who was good winning first up, went to the mile and was placed behind Majestic Colour. Did start a pretty warm favourite there and was caught wide. I think he'd be better for that mile run. Um, this son of Tarzino, I reckon there's a fair bit of upside about him. And in for fourth, I have got number 10, Indiscreetly, whose first up run at Ipswich was good, although a beaten favourite. Uh, she'll put herself on speed and give you a good sight. Two on top from 15, 7 and 10. Last of the black type races and third leg of the quaddy at Sunshine Coast on Saturday is race 8, TAB Glass House Handicap, 1,400-metre uh, quality Worth 175,000, Dan. It's a good race. Um, I'm with Blondo on top, who has drawn pretty poorly in Barrier 20. We'll come in after the emergencies, but we'll still need a bit of luck. It's, it just hasn't had any of it, really, this preparation. Um, it was an excellent winner first up. <coughs> um, first up, but since then, in, in three runs at Eagle Farm, he's just a long way back. He's finished hard, but... Um, Hasn't had the break, especially last start. He went to the line pretty much untested. The last 200 metres, it was essentially his, the jockey sat up on him like it was a track work gallop. Um, just couldn't get a crack at them late. The fact they're backing him up obviously means they're really happy with how he came through the run. And then he obviously had plenty to give um, that day that he wasn't able to offer. So I'm gonna, on a quick backup, I'm going to back in Bondo each way. The six in for second at the one Buffalo River. Horse that likes to sting out of the ground, as we know. Um, see, Mr. Start and Stradbroke last start, and he ended up sort of back in the field, which is a position where he's not, not used to seeing him. He's normally a on pace leader, rolls along in front, but sort of uh, ridden against the pattern on his, his normal racing pattern last start, and was never, never in the race in the Stradbroke. <clears throat> Um, this is obviously a much easier assignment. He didn't much much speed in the race. He should be able to lead this. Holyfield will go forward as well. One of those two will lead, but those two will more than definitely sit, um, sit one, two and running. 
Um, and, you know, get their chance in front. Holyfield's in the numbers as well, going well. And as I said, it looks like the um, sort of the race shape suits. And in for fourth, Desert Lord. Uh, good to see him sort of return to form somewhat last start. It was a little disappointing first and second up. But really hit the line nicely but in, in the eyeliner behind Holyfield um, last time in. My numbers, six, one, three, and four. Yeah, I'm sticking with uh, Majestic Shot here. I've been with her her last couple. She didn't have much luck in the Helen Coughlin court wide, but I thought she battled on well. And then, again, stepped a bit slow, gave away a start, and I thought powered to the line there uh, behind Centrefire, who had led throughout and finished third in the Gay Waterhouse. So I'm sticking with her. I think 13, Gaspodden, if we're on a bog, could be a big improver. Um, his heavy form in New Zealand's excellent. His Gosford run was very good when splitting Blondo and Majestic Shot. He had no joy at Eagle Farm from the wide gate. His eyeliner run was a bit average, but it was a bit of a shifty track and he was back near the inside. So I just think if we're on a bog, he can be a big improver at odds. Uh, one Buffalo River, we, we know he's going to love it. Uh, I know he's got 59, but he's earned it. He's going to take a, a power of catching. And I've got Blondo in the mix as well. Hasn't had much go right this prep and does love wet ground. So... I'm certainly backing in that uh, takeover target stakes form line from uh, a few weeks ago. But 16 from 13, 1 and 6. I'll include numbers 9 and 10 in my multiples, Salatine and Charlize. Uh, Charlize was placed in this race last year. She's probably ready to improve with the blinkers going on. All right. Well, speaking of multiples, since we've covered the first three legs of the quaddy, we may as well, uh, I'm not sure if you've studied this one, Joel, because it's, not a, it's only a benchmark 78. But uh, Dan, uh, can you just talk us through... What your thinking is on the last, I know your top selection uh, has uh, been scratched, but uh, we're talking about race nine. It's the ads on wheels, benchmark 78, uh, over 1,400 metres. Dan, what did you like with Overlord out? Yeah, 13, Glitter Strip, the new top pick. Um, look, I'm also, uh, likes to sing out of the ground, and I think ready to show our best third up. Um, I thought kept on pretty well in the, in the Waterhouse uh, the guy wanted us to race at Ipswich, despite not having a pretty, not having it all that easy in the run. Um, I think yeah, good mare on her day and up to winning this. So she's on top. In for second, I've got the two more than number one. Um, very good winner. Last start and dropping in weights. It was up in grade, but it was 62 back to 54, and that really uh, did the trick. It was a nice win at the Sunshine Coast. Um, on the poly track here over the 1400 meters. So I can transfer that form to turf, which I think he can. He's certainly a winning chance. Five, Puntura and, um, <clears throat> sorry, the 14 love sensation two I'd throw into the quaddy as well. 13, two, five and 14. Yeah, I'll just add one horse uh, that listeners might want to include at a bit of value. Number 18, Tyrua. She won her first four starts and looked very promising doing it. Only taken along slowly through the grades by Paul Jenkins, very astute local trainer. It was seven weeks between runs the other day when suffering her first defeat. I would say this has been a good target for her on her home track with the big money up for grabs. She drops to 54 and yeah, I think she's pretty smart. So at big odds, maybe uh, throw her into the mix. All righty. Dan, your best on the card was Battleton in the Guineas, uh, which is uh, race seven, number two. Talk us through your value bet on the program, race four, number 10, Mashani Sniper. 
Yeah, I think this horse's form last prep around the likes of um, Enterprise Pom and, and Prince of Boom. I think reads well for a for a race like this. Um, he was wasn't far away at times last campaign. Didn't win any, but he ran some good races. I think maybe thrown into some sort of uh, you know thrown into the deep end. I guess I could you could say um, on a on more than a couple of occasions and. Um, now I think here first up he's fine. He's found his right race. His recent trial went at Doom and was excellent. So I think he's ready to roll first up, and um, I think it was just over the odds, sort of uh, ten or eleven dollars. So yeah, race four, number ten, Mashani Sniper. Anything else you like at Sunshine Coast, Joel? Uh, there are a couple barks. Race two, number two, Edit. Uh, he owes me a bit. This bloke, I'm not convinced he's going to love the heavy if that's what we're on, but. Just uh, He just keeps sucking me in. I, I thought he found the right race at the Sunshine Coast a couple of weeks ago, and then he just never got out. It was a horror watch. So I've got to butter up again. And if uh, the two-year-old in race five gets a run, number 18, Billionaire Baby, uh, backed him at his first start, and it was just the alley that beat him. Uh, the rail out at Doombin, he was enormous coming from last. Um, I think he can run you a, a really good race if he can sneak in, just needs two scratchings. Rightio, as I mentioned, it's finals day at Flemington on Saturday and we'll talk black type and quaddy chat and the first of the black type races is going to be race number four uh, and this is the former Gibson Carmichael, I think. It's uh, the Kennedy Targe Rossi Series final, 1,600-metre quality for the two-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, I've gone for number 11, winning bid here. Just hoping that she's got a fair bit of improvement in her, which she should. She debuted in a race that a few of these come out of, um, including Grinzinger Bishop, who was huge odds in that race, and won it. Winning bid was doing her best work late. Drawn awkwardly again. I imagine she settles back half again, but she was an expensive daughter of Fastnet Rock. She would have taken plenty of... Uh, benefit from that run. So I'm leaning her way without a lot of confidence. Uh, Grinzinger Bishop was big odds that day, but won well. I think he's got to be in the mix again. Three Magnus Spin, he was the luckless runner there. Damien Oliver was sweating on a run for a good 200 metres, then ducked back to the inside and just couldn't quite build the revs up in time, but it was a good effort in defeat. And eight Anfina was probably the disappointing run in that race. She was fourth, only beaten two and a half lengths. Um, but I thought she was there to win. Possibly this, that was a soft seven. I'd say we're probably going to be a bit firmer on Saturday and that'll probably help her. Her previous run was very good behind Brosnan. So I've got 11 on top from two, three and eight. Um, I've got the nine on top, Capital L. Uh, the uh, Sydney visitor, last start winner at Hawkesbury and a maiden there. And I thought it was a pretty good win. Um, the runner-up, Portnoy, has come out and won well next start. So the form... Stood up. Um, she was good at Goulburn too, back behind a pretty handy one in karate and sort of wet track. So I think <laughs> deserves a sort of shot at this sort of race, um, even though she's only won the one maiden. But back to 54 kilos here. Um, she was uh, ran well in, a, in an English nursery on the boot at Randwick. Was fifth there behind Al Padrino. Um, so look. Talented filly, I think, just over the odds in this race, although it, there, are, there are quite a few winning chances. for Kwong Tree and next uh, good win against King's Consort last start in that Eldstrom at Swan Hill. Um, 
Con- Kings Consort's my third pick, and in for fourth, we've got the eight, Anfema, uh, and, sorry, Anfina, been around the mark in all three starts, and um, uh, talented Rebel Dane Philly, 9418. Uh, I'm the copy Kings Consort to be Hoops, Quang Tree, and Capital L, which is 1, 5, 4, and 9. Uh, we head across for our next listed race. Well, no, we go straight uh, to the quaddy now. And the first leg of the quaddy is race six, Lexus Banjo Patterson Series Final. And this one is a quality over 2,600 metres, Joel. Not a lot of confidence, but I've gone with two, don't doubt Dory. He was having his first go out to this sort of trip last time. I thought he ran it out really well. He kept finding the line for second. Behind Saracen Knight, he drops a couple of kilos and hopefully that run's brought him on even more. So I'll lean his way to beat one Maserati Bay in the leading Ma Eustace stable. Uh, good win this time. Uh, sorry, this uh, track last time out with the 54 and a half. So he gets up to 58 here. Just makes his task a little bit tougher, but certainly he'll be thereabouts. As will number four, Saracen Knight. He was only third up when beating Don't Doubt Dory. And he was 2,000 to 2,500. You know, he goes up a kilo, so plenty to like about him. And in for fourth, number six, Mon Baher, coming through the different form lines. Um, only had the three runs in Australia, and all three have had plenty of merit. I thought it was a good third at Sandown the other day on very testing ground. He gets some weight relief, and I suppose he's probably a little less exposed than some of his rivals here, so he might be able to just keep on improving. Two on top, though, from one, four, and six. Yeah, Feathers a pretty open race. I think most of these are winning chances. And with the 10 down uh, Mimi's award, the, the four-year-old mare who look, bounced back to form with a good second behind uh, Easy Winner and Horrifying last start, just sort of held a ground there. The blinkers were back on that day and it was a good run. <clears throat> Stay on here. Um, it's a good draw with 54 kilos. I think in, a, in an open race, she's uh, probably worth a small each-way bet. One, um, <clears throat> sorry, one Maserati Bay uh, horse that sort of rolls forward and gives himself every chance and certainly knows how to win. He's won eight from 23. Um, rock hard fit, and I don't think this uh, slow rise and distance will really bother him too much. Of course, one well over 2,520 last start, up to 26 here. I think um, certainly stay the trip, no problem. Don't doubt Dory. Going well without reward, certainly deserves a win. And in for fourth, I have the um, five, Pesto. 10-1, 2-5. Uh, in similar numbers for me, I've got Maserati Bay on top from Don't Doubt Dory, horrifying. And Pesto, who was, of course, my lazy lobster a couple of weeks ago, unsuited by the tempo. Him another chance. Second leg of the quaddy and second of the black type races on final day at Flemington. Is race seven, Furthy, Santa Ana Lane, Sprint Series final, 1,200-metre quality worth 160000 Joel? You know, I've gone for number 10, Fluorescent Star here at a bit of a price. She probably lacks the class of a couple of her rivals, but she's very genuine. She was going sideways at a key stage, two runs back behind Ocean Beyond, and Froggy Newlet just sort of held up, and he... So it gave up looking for a run and just went straight across the back of the field to get to the outside fence. And then she was finishing off well once she built momentum and was right on the place getter's heels. And then next time out, Drew Gate won. That was the wrong spot. But she kept battling away strongly, beating a length and a half by Zach DeBoss. They've taken the winkers off and put the blinkers on. 
if that can find any sort of improvement, then I think she's right in the game and she's it's pretty good odds too. And drawn uh, probably the better spot here rather than last time out. A three serious suspect is finding it hard to win, but he's very consistent. We know he performs well down the straight and I think he's quite well in on the minimum. A number one, Sava2XL. He's compressed the weights here, everything else on the minimum. Obviously, he's got the 60 and a half being the group one winner. Uh, his class is going to take him a long way, I would have thought. He's going well. The second in the Mackay Stakes was good, and he wasn't too far away in the Goodwood. And in for fourth, number six, Zach DeBoss. They've kept him back to the shorter trips this time in, and he's loving his work down the straight. So I think he's got to be in the mix. Ten on top each way from three, one, and six. I was with Crestani last start when we were in fifth behind Zach DeBoss, and he was 1,200 back to 1,100 there. He's... At every chance, but I thought he's run well. Only beat 1.6 lengths. Uh, very good over this track and trip. Two back. Nailed at a big price. I should be on. Got him there. But um, it was a big run <clears throat> there. Back to twelve. Uh, back up to 1,200 here for this. I just think he's one that, you know, whilst a couple of these have, um, have beaten him in recent starts, he hasn't been far away. I just thought he was one that was over the odds. So, uh, Crestani on top for me. The eight. think the value. Three serious suspects. Obviously, a big fan of this uh, Flemington Straight. Good in the gold. Topaz last start up on the up on the speed, and uh, he wasn't far away behind Ocean Beyond and Crestani in that straight six listed race at Flemington on, on May twenty first. So he's a definite chance. As is Sartorial Splendor, Speed Machine. Twelve hundred meters will be the limit of his, is a limit. It's probably the limit for him. But um, I thought the, the run first up was good, and then. In for four, Zach DeBoss, of course, is the one with the winning form, has beaten most of these in his past two starts. Um, it's obviously hard to hard to ignore as well, but thought there was a bit of value in the race. Eight, three, namely, five and six. Uh, well, six and a half, giving him six and a half kilos or not, I like Sava to excel and, uh, in fact, make him my value better of the day to beat Sartorial Splendor, Serious Suspect and Fluorescent Star, one, five, Three and ten. The big one is race eight, Penfold's VRC, the Winter Championship Series final. 1,600-metre quality worth 200K. Joel? Uh, five looks like Elvis for me. An amazing win against a few of these first up. Uh, missed the start. Halfway up the straight, I, I had my eye on him and I thought he's going to be a great thing beaten here and run a good fifth or sixth. And then... Um, some great steering from Linda Meach and he got into the clear and he savaged the line. It was a great win. He went back to Sydney and I thought he was very good in the Civic Stakes last week at a track where he's never won in the past. He had 58, gate 14, went back and ran on strongly behind a good fit um, in form on Pacer in Taxu. Uh, he has backed up within a week before and that was when he ran fifth in the Epsom a couple of years back. So, I don't think the backup's going to worry. Um, I think, it, you know, in a, in a typically wide open race, he's a good play each way. Uh, 13, Edison in for second. I was keen on him last start. The money came. Probably had his chance, but always tough when you're on speed and then trying to navigate out to the middle of the track. You're just sort of left a bit vulnerable. I thought he battled on quite well. Uh, he'll be a bit fitter again for that. So I'm not going to um, sack him completely. Uh, 17 winning partners, a good roughie if he gets in. I think if the track is a bit drier than it was the other day in that biometric Edison race, it will suit him. 
He was second to looks like Elvis at Pakenham back in the spring and gets a three kilo weight turnaround. So I think he's a big improver if he can sneak in. And 12 Tuvalu, he's my pick of the favourites. Never runs poorly. Not worried about the wide gate because he's got that good natural speed. He'll be able to just come across at his own leisure and he'll be very hard to beat. But I think five's a safe bet each way from 13, 17 and 12. I'm with the 12 on top to Valu. Uh, big fan of this horse. How can he not be the, with the 10 start to Mr. Quinella in either, in, um, in any of those? And uh, the form of late's been good. Mizanaria, um, top quality galloper, and was able to get past him last start. <clears throat> um, I just, whilst it's, you know, tough draw to contend with, he's got an informed jockey on board, Jared Fry. Who uh, knows the horse really well and um, just hard to go past him. I thought the twelve seven Frankie Pino in next. I think a horse who's looks good. Uh, you know, well weighted at fifty five and a half kilos, considering what he's been able to do this press uh, this prep. The one going winner, excellent in a good wood. Um, then good under the big weight last start, sixty kilos at Randwick. So absolutely flying this prep and a very consistent galloper. Five looks like Elvis. Um, Brilliant win, as Joel touched on at this track on resumption. And in for fourth, I'm going to chuck the one in Serpent team. Likely need to run, but um, his form in the UK is is outstanding, obviously. And um, his best is better form anyway. He's got some poor runs in there. But uh, just going to throw him in first up and, and you know, if you throw him into some trifectas and first fours and he can have a spot at 50 to 1 or whatever, I think um, he'll be happy. But... Uh, Good race, 12 on top of seven at five and one. Five for me, I'm with Joel. Looks like Elvis to beat 12 Tuvalu. Tuvalu, I guess it is. Eight, High Stranger and seven, Frankie Pino. We'll take it out uh, with the last leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday, and that is race nine, TAB Silver Bowl Series final. 1,600 metre quality for three-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, I'm going to lean here to number eight, Mia Fancy. I've been following this filly, and she's been good to follow this prep. She's won two from three. Uh, she was wide no cover and there to be beaten at Sandown the other day. Literary Magnate had been slow away and then had to navigate a path in between them with her 59 and just missed. There wasn't much between them. Literary Magnate does make Mia Fancy a little bit better at the weights and uh, certainly better at the barrier draw too, but... I didn't think Mia Fancy deserved to be $34, so I just have to stick with her. Um, to beat five literary magnate, just hasn't had much luck this prep. She's been drawing wide, and then she finally drew well the other day and was slow out. So if she can begin from gate two, um, she's going to be very hard to beat. In for third, number three, Cardinal Gem. No luck at all here. Two runs back, and then got a deserved win last week at Caulfield. He's certainly going to be thereabouts. And I thought number nine, I don't get it, had to be respected. Came off a maiden win at Echuca to win that 64 at Cranbourne. He was held up on the turn, had to wait for a run. Would have won by further if he had a built momentum sooner. He looks to be heading in the right direction. Eight on top each way from five, three and nine. Yeah, with the five on top, literary magnate, and she's my best of the day. God, she's a talented filly and be quite frustrated if you, if you had a share in her because she's... Since winning on Zabu, she's been run really, run really well after really good run after really good run, um, and some good races too. But as Joel said, not a whole heap of luck, and gives herself a lot to do. A couple of bad draws have been the reason for that. This prep, but as, as Joel also said, a good draw this time around, barrier two, and she 
sort of jump with them and sort of settle midfield, even a little bit worse than midfield, and get some luck in the straight. I think she'll be really hard to beat. Um, she goes on to be the best horse in the race, that's for sure. So she's on top for me, my best of the day, the five. Six, Sunfall in next. Um, possesses a big finish on his day, and he's going to need to. He is drawn barrier 13, will get back and spot a start, but... Um, he can certainly produce a big finish. In for third, I have three Cardinal Gem, and I got the seven in for fourth. Five, six, three, and seven. Uh, I am with Aaron Bay, who uh, is lightly raced, and in fact, I made my best of the day, ready to win this time in. Um, meets a couple of them better at the waist, a couple slightly worse, but uh, I think his fifth run this time in. He is uh, ready to go. Uh, and that's, so that's my best, race nine, number four. My value bet, as I mentioned, was race seven, number one, Savitu-XL. Uh, we have heard Daniel's specials. That was uh, the best, race nine, number five, Literary Magnate. And Dan's value bet was race four, number nine, Capital L. Uh, we have heard about Joel's value bet, which was race nine, number eight, mere fancy. So uh, a few specials going up against each other in the last. Uh, just to include them all in the quality. Uh, Joel, tell us about your best, which uh, comes up in the fifth. Yes, it does, Barks. Um, it was Texas T, who is now scratched, but I am going to replace it with my second pick in race five, uh, luckily enough, which is number four, Rock Up, who chased Texas T the other day. I didn't think he'd be able to turn the tables, but um, with Texas T not there, I think Rock Up's the one to beat. He was held up while Texas T was out in front and and kicking clear. And then once he got into the clear Rock Up himself, he flew home for second. He was 1,400 to 2,000. Now he's got to go to 2,500. I guess that's the one little negative, but the positive is, is that he's in the right camp to do that, trained by Paddy Payne. So I will make him my best. And the other one I could recommend a bit of a bet on, is race two, number 11, without envy. First starter against the other two-year-olds with experience, but she jumped out very well against older stakes horses um, the other day, and that usually augurs well for a good debut. So around 8 or $9, I think she's worth a bet each way. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday and another massive 10 race card. A uh, bit of rain forecast there as well. Don't know how that's uh, factoring into your calculations, Joel, but uh, you've come up with one in race six as your best. Yes, I have. Yeah, I was certainly basing my tips around a soft track. Um, but just depends how much rain we do get, whether it gets back into heavy or not. But I don't think it'll worry my best bet in the slightest, and that's Kanazawa, race six, number eight. The last time I looked, the market had three $5.50 equal favourites here, so not really sure what to do. But Kanazawa was one of those. Uh, the good Olfen runner, his two runs back have been very good. He was runner-up on the heavy at Randwick first up, and then last time out, got back... He was a long way off them, and then the, the field sort of slowed up coming to the turn, and Glenn Schofield tried to get on his bike. He had to sustain a long run. I thought it was a good effort to run third. The winner, Jojo, was a man, won again last week. The fourth horse, Beaufort Park, was second last week. So the form has held up. Sam Clifford just needed going to need to just try and find something to follow, get a bit of cover from the tricky gate. And I think he'll be very hard to beat. In terms of the value, I've gone for race nine, number six, Wairiri Falls. Bit of an open race, this. But I think he sets up well. His last win 
was this track and trip, this class back in January, and he was on a seven-day backup. And that's the path that Chris Waller, was, uh, Chris Waller is following here. Uh, he's been unplaced his last five, but I think he's going okay. And I think this trip suits a lot better. He was 1,800 last week and beaten in length and a half. I think he's much better suited back to this 1,500 range. They've put Tyler Schiller on just to take a couple of kilos off. I think he maps well too from gate five. So we'll make him the value. My best comes up in race four with the Chris Waller train there, Black Queen. I think fourth up, up to 2,400 metres. Um, both ticks the box. And look, she's run some good races over this trip, over this sort of level. Um, still quite lightly raced. I think she's got better races in store over this sort of distance, but she has to get the job done here. And I think she does. She just was too far back last start at Rose Hill and nothing was um, sort of really making ground. But um, better draw this time around. <clears throat> Kieran McAvoy, a little bit out of form at the moment, but hoping yeah, this can be the a horse that can sort of get him back on track. Um, I think ticks a lot of boxes, Black Queen, and pretty keen on her. Race four, number five. The value comes up in the first um, with the 16. Danny Gal, who um, gave a bit of a push for last week, but didn't end up running in that highway race. Um, thought was quite good at Gosford last start. At, it's a third at a big price. Um, wet track won't be of, of a concern to her. She's having a good time, a good preparation. I think she's just a, a mare that has a bit of uh, quite a bit of ability and a highway race like this. I think she can certainly um, strut her stuff and, and be competitive. So, race one, number sixteen, Danny Gale. I think way over the odds. Well, speaking of big fields, SA Metro Racing heads out to Murray Bridge on Saturday, and we have come up with. 10 races and big fields through most of the day, although not so much in the third. Dan, will we find your best? Yep, be tempted on top for me. I thought she was – I put her in the numbers anyway, first up at Flemington. I think I put a third pick, and um, she was a big price there in that benchmark 90 mares race um, that Grand Rumor won. And look, resuming over a trip sort of a best, 1,420 metres, but is a – was a, was a horse that can come to hand quickly, and I thought she ran really well um, running on into to fourth there. Second up form is excellent. She's won three or five. She, of course, she won over this uh, track and trip, went second up last preparation. From memory, I think I made her best that day on New Year's Day. <clears throat> won quite soft in the end there. And look after the claim to Michaela Lawrence, who carried 55 and a half kilos. Patrick Payne having a good time of it at the moment, especially when he brings the horses to South Australia. And um, I think this race sets up nicely for being tempted. Hard to beat. Race three, number three. The value comes up in the last. And with Daunting Magic, who um, thought the first time run was quite good uh, at Murray Bridge. First up for the new stable, of course, well, previously was with Archie Alexander. He won a maiden at Geelong quite nice. Uh, but, yeah, solid first up run under 60, 62 kilos. It was his first run for over a year, and I thought it was quite good. But... 1,000 metres here, this is not much harder um, and gets an informed Kayla Crowther on board. So daunting magic um, in a wide, big field and last, uh, I think can get the job done. Race 10, number four. Any thoughts on the bridge, Joel? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. We'll head across the Nullarbor then to Belmont where there are couple of 2,000-metre listed races for the three-year-olds. First of those is race for the Aquanita Stakes for the Colts and Gelding. Our man, Hoops, likes 
number one, Black Fantasy. In fact, there's odds on pops in both of these, uh, and he's gone for both of them. Black Fantasy to beat Mojo Rhythm, Outspoken Lad, and Kentucky Blue, one, three, two, four. The Phillies division is the Belmont Oaks, and he is with number one, Search and Rocks, to beat the Velvet Queen, Mystery Moment, and My Fury, one, three, seven, five. And despite Searching Rocks being around about the $1.70 mark, Hoops reckons that is the best play of the day. His value bet comes up earlier, 2.01 Eastern Standard Time. And that is the first starter, race one, number four, Aztec Ruler, marked at around about $5 in your winning post. Earlier in the day, Joel, across the Tasman, they are racing at Ruakaka and Hastings. Yeah, uh, a jumps program at Hastings. Ruakaka, a pretty decent flat program as they run these uh, winter series heats uh, as they build up towards the finals day on July 16, I think it is. Uh, my best at Ruakaka is race five, number five, Clever Conversation. He was my best a couple of weeks ago. He loomed to win out wide and then just peaked on his run first up. All of his wins have been at a mile, so staying at 1,400, I guess, is the negative, but I think the way he performed there suggests that he can win at this trip. It wasn't an easy day to, to try and run on out wide. And he did a pretty good job of it. So I think with that run under the belt, he can go a couple better. And the value is race eight, number four, Max, who gave a great sight last time out at Tarapa. Kicked away, looked the winner and just got tired late. He goes to 2,100. That's a bit of an unknown, but he's on his home track. He gets a four kilo claim. So he's got down to 53 kilos. I think he's going to give you a good side again at an each-way price. At Hastings, I'm looking to the flat races for my best. And it's another horse that uh, we made the best a couple of weeks ago. Race nine, number seven, Blackwood Star. Just had a lot to do. Was back very wide, near, near the outside rail. And did a good job to run third. Stays at 1,600. He you know, perhaps getting ready to look for further. But I like the senior jockey going on here, Lisa All Press. I think she can get the job done on Blackwood Star from a better gate. Hopefully he doesn't have to get too far back and make a searching wide run. And value bet is race eight, number seven, two Madison. Third up at the mile. Probably will get better. We'll definitely get better when she gets to 2,000 metres. But I'm just hoping that she's found the right race here ready to improve. She won an open handicap with 58 kilos last prep. Here she is in an open handicap with 54 and I just think that she's going okay. Her two runs haven't been too bad. And hopefully the mile is far enough and she can certainly get into the place and she's going to be good each way odds. All righty, that wraps up racing around Australasia on Saturday. It brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, I was due and I finally got one up, Chain of Lightning, which uh, resulted in a slight profit overall for our three bets. Uh, Dan, you uh, went you all up with two absolute <laughs> certainties and you managed to get them both rolled. Uh, are you doing an all up this week? Certainly am not. Uh, I'm going to go to Roselle for my bets. 
Uh, race four, we are. Race four, number five, Black Queen. I think um, yeah, fourth up, ticks a lot of boxes. I think she gets the job done. Yeah, I am going to go each way. So it's a free throw at the stump. So I don't think he'll miss a place. And he's around $7 for a win. So hopefully he can get the cash. I'll make it looks like Elvis in the Winter Championship final. Race eight, number five. And I am, surprisingly enough, well, I'm also going each way, which is not that surprising, but I'm uh, going to the Sunshine Coast. Uh, you mentioned the very uh, astute local trainer, Paul Jenkins. Uh, Joel, well, he's got one in the second uh, called Renouf, who uh, put in the best last 200 uh, at her first up run. This one, though, this... Uh, Race on Caloundra Cup Day is what the uh, stable has aimed her at. So, uh, and uh, well, the thought is that the wet track won't worry her overly, although she was unplaced to only run on the heavy. But that is Renew for race two, number 12 at the Sunshine Coast. Um, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. A form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of great reading, crossword, trivia quiz, spot changes, all that sort of stuff as well. And don't forget, uh, in four weeks' time, edition of July 30, uh, on sale date Friday, January 29, uh, is our famous racing calendar on which I am currently putting the finish finishing touches in fact as we sign off i'm going to proofread it and send it to the printers so if your news agent allows such a thing try and uh, book your copy in advance because it always sells out that is the racing calendar weekend of july 30 meanwhile have a great weekend everybody back plenty of winners we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast